Okay, everybody, welcome back to Chat with a Hat. We've got episode number five? Six. Yep. Six. We're up to six already. We've already got fistful Are done. We? Hang on. Let me check that. Might be five. No, it's six, I think. No, we are five. It's about the six hour. That's why I'm thinking six. You're ahead of yourself there, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped ahead there. So, um, yeah, episode five, and we've got a little bit of a wrap-up to go through from the Bathurst Six Hour, the fun enduro. The Australian Open is the fun slam, and the Bathurst Six Hour is known as the fun enduro because it is just a party. So we'll kick this off with a big thank you to Game Life, gamelife.com.au. Our sponsors, check them out for all your streaming and gaming needs. Thanks, Jace Sweeney, again. You look after us, we'll look after you. Roman, how was your Easter? Did the Easter bunny come? I didn't even know it was on, mate. I completely forgot it was on. And think think Sunday night when I went around to a friend's house for dinner and then we didn't get any. I did, did have a couple of eggs, but instead, instead of set of the eggs this year, we just ate the chickens. So went around to a friend's house for some uh, roast chook and some dinner. It was a pretty casual Easter. How about yours? Oh, mine was quiet, mate. Just filled in with car racing, sitting on the couch. I didn't really go anywhere. The weather was horrible, so I wasn't interested in going away for the weekend in the middle that of was central Victoria, just freezing her ab- butt off. <laughs> absolutely miserable. Yeah, I was quite happy to stay inside for the most part this weekend. So I tell you, I think I made the right call not going to the car race. This is the first time you'll ever hear me say this. Not going to, <laughs> not going to a car race, but I've been to Bathurst plenty of times, and when it's like that, when it's frigid conditions. And during the day, it's not even warming up at all. It it just looked arctic up there. It wasn't it wasn't enticing at all. It might be blue skies on race day, but she was feeling like four degrees up there with the wind. So it did not look pleasant. No, I was uh, more than happy to watch that under the comfort of an electric blanket on the couch. That's for sure. Electric blanket, jeez, harden up, like yeah, mate. Oh, no, get get yourself one, mate. You'll never go back. Electric throw, <laughs> let, let, electric throw rug on the couch. Beautiful. Oh, you millennial, <laughs> seriously. Uh, Got to get with the times, mate. Technology. Fair for a reason. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still working out how to do podcasts, mate. It takes you four hours, five hours to edit a one-hour show. What are you talking about? Uh, love it. I'll get you to do it one night and see how you go. So, yeah, that, so basically, the weather up there was pretty miserable on what, Thursday, Friday, and, uh, and Saturday. It was looking pretty ordinary for the quality and practice sessions up there, but everybody persevered. It certainly didn't dampen the spirits in the paddock. Everybody was there buzzing around, having a good time. Yeah, well, I guess when it's that cold, you've got to keep yourself warm and uh, you know, m- moving around, having a good time. And you know, everyone looked energised. I think it was just because if they stopped moving, they probably would have frozen. So that's really all it was. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard so many cars being warmed up at once. For no reason, <laughs> just to stand around the engine. <laughs> stand, stand around and keep warm. Well, uh, we'll move through to just briefly cover the GT4s and the Australian production class. They're one of the support categories up there. They blended them together. There were only four GT4s uh, entering this five. race. So there they just five. chucked them all there in, made a field. Four. There was five, but there ended up being four after uh, after Daniel's little mishap. So, oh, well, that's that's right. Yeah. So there, because they got the uh, the Porsche, the the BMW, they had two Mercedes, and then they had the uh, Janetta. Daniel's, Daniel's Janetta. Yeah. So... Not all of it finished the race anyway. No. no. Apparently some parts do come off as you're yeah. flying down the main straight at Bathurst and all of a sudden, most blokes, I know it's not not hot. Like the cabin tent was pretty drivable because it was so cold conditions, but if you needed a little bit more air con and cooling, normally you might put a cool suit on or something like that, but he just decided just to exit the door. 
just cranked the window. Just got rid of the yeah. door altogether. <laughs> yank, yanked it off. Just left it somewhere down Mountain Street. So. <laughs> I'm not saying it's anything to do with super cheap auto and the quality of their parts, but, mate, if your door doesn't stay on the car, you're not going to go too far. So nah, I think it ended necessity. up in pit lane. So luckily no bloke <laughs> got clobbered with it because that had to leave a mark. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, a la Courtney with the uh, the the advertising stands up at Gold with Gold Coast a few years back when the uh, the helicopter went over the gust of wind and oh yeah, wiped out Courtney. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. He got clobbered. Yeah, um, good to see Tony Quinn's back. He has been back for a couple of couple of races after that massive stack he had when he broke every, almost every third bone in his body up at Townsville. He was in a pretty serious way after that, but good to see he's back behind the wheel and. In his own words, he's just going to take it easy. He's not going to go too hard. And then so poles it in quali and then <laughs> takes the first race win and then fights Beg to tooth and nail in <laughs> for the second place in race two and three. Now, if that's taking it easy for a bloke who's old enough to be my father, like, I don't know. Didn't look, like, didn't look like a bloke that was taking it easy, that's for sure. No, then he backs it up in the six hour with his grandson and Denya in the Mustang. And actually finishes. Well done. Yes, Ambrose. I must saying that can finish the, uh, the the six hour. There you go. Yeah, this is how you do finish the six hour in a Mustang. You don't use a 10-speed auto. Yeah, get a manual, mate. <laughs> I don't think we'll be so. seeing the auto coming back next year somehow. I think that's the second year he's run that auto. And both years. S- both years second have, year they've had issues, yeah. Yeah, both years have failed early yeah. in the race too. So it's not a great endorsement for a 10-speed auto at the mountain. And that's no. the beauty of this particular race, mate, because it's a production class race. No one's out there building space frames and turning it up. They're going down and buying production cars, putting them into a bit of a race trim, using production parts. Half well, the car park there was donor cars, full of donor cars. 90, oh, yeah. like no, I think I said 95% of what is on those cars is what you'll buy straight out of the straight out of the showroom. So other than, you know, the, the thing that's changed the steering wheel, put the roll cages and things in, maybe a few little minor adjustments to the Suspension dashboard. Suspension and ECU. So, yeah. And other than that, those cars are walking to BMW, walking to Holden, well, not Holden anymore, they're gone, but walking to BMW, walking to Toyota showroom, any of them, and you, you'll pick up pretty much what you're seeing there on the Yeah, track, you want to so. race them again? There you go. You go yeah. buy them again in the trading post, or the old trading post now, get it on Marketplace, yeah. soup it up, get it into race spec, make it scrutineer, and then if you need a spare one, you go buy another one in Marketplace for like <laughs> five grand, and you just park it out the back on the trailer, and if you need more parts, you just go rob it. Just, just go siphon bits off it, yeah. This is why Love it's a it. fun enduro because it's so accessible to everybody. If they're serious and they're spending all the big coin to to get in there and take the outright class wins, you can. But if you're going to um, just get yourself with your mates, get a car, pay your fees, turn up and go around the mountain. If you finish it after six hours, especially if they're having eight categories in the, in the racing. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's not just one race. There's eight races going at once. Not, not just that as well, though. You, you know, you, you get into actually battle with some V8 supercars drivers, some actual proper top flight talent in uh, in Aussie motorsport with you know, three or four supercars drivers you've got in there. So you, you can pay, you know, 50, 60 grand to buy yourself a, a little Buzzbox hatchback and uh, pop it into the six hour and off you go. You're racing, racing on the same track as Anton De Pasquale, Will Davison and Thomas Randall, you know. So that's. Well, that's are you awesome. really? Well, are you really? 
I'm more you're like, racing, you're looking in you're, your mirrors. You're racing on way. the same track as them. You're, not, you're, <laughs> you're definitely you're not trying to make sure you're not holding them up as a mobile speed up. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a moving chicane for them at the You that are point, a chicane. But, uh, you know, that's it. Le- at least you can say I got passed 27 times by Thomas Randall during the race. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, those, well, that's the thing. Those Beamers, those M-class Beamers, they've just got a stranglehold on the production class at the moment. They are dominant. D- totally dominant. It just proves, I mean, the, they just make a perfectly good road car, which is designed for racing on a road. They're reliable. Yeah. They're fast. They handle well. Pretty good on the juice, on the fuel. Yeah. So yeah, just all around. If you don't have a an M3 or an, even if there was an M2 there, uh, mm-hmm. you're not in the hunt, to be perfectly yeah. honest, at the so moment. Why don't, I've always wondered why you don't see more Audis in there, like more of the TTs and things like that. They're... I know that I think there was one or two of them there, but why? Why cost? aren't they? Yeah, costs are they a bit more expensive, are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to go buy an Audi TT, you're probably paying yeah. double what you can pick up an M3 for. Ah, there you go. That explains it then. Just go to the auctions. There's a thousand million BMW M's made in the world. They're everywhere. Well, well, that's because every single drug dealer in uh, in the world has, has had one of them at one point, and when it gets impounded, they flog them off cheap at the police office. Yeah. So, you know? so it's a cheap race car. <laughs> yeah, low miles. <laughs> in a well, city those, driving only. Well, those those GT4 cars, I mean, they're eligible to race with the actual GTs. Mm. They're, they're just not keen to do it uh, and get past themselves. So they've had a fairly substantial announcement, I'd say, that they're going to have their own category next year. And they're going to have a standalone. So it's a pretty affordable way to get into GT racing. You're not fully spec'd up with a GT3. And they're talking um, 14 cars by the end of the season, this season, prepared to race. I think they were saying, like in in terms of race cars as well, I think they were saying like under 200 grand, like 150 grand or something, you've got a car and you're on track. So, you know, that's... And a good one. Like you... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's a Merc AMG. It's a Porsche Cayenne. It's... Yeah, like these are not. You're not going to the bottom of the barrel here. They're just not yeah. the current model, current spec of the GT3. Yeah, but for under under two hundred grand to put yourself in a a Mercedes or a Porsche race car and and crash it around a track, hell yeah, you know. If I had the money, I'd I know where I'd be. <laughs> well, that's it. So wait and see what happens next year because uh, Bathurst International they're doing a three hour standalone enduro for the GT4s. For the remainder of this year, I believe they're staying with the Australian production car class. They're going to blend them in yeah. just just to make up the numbers on the on the tracks until they can get a critical mass where they can support their own actual race. You can't have a race with four or five cars. I mean, no, we're still not happy with the number of S five thousand cars that are out there well, at the moment, not getting a full green. It looks like crap when there's eight cars on track. It just it looks it looks bad. Even if the racing is good, it looks bad when there's so few of them on track. So and sadly for S five thousands, it doesn't even the racing hasn't even been that. Good. No, we so, need it. That's right. They, they hit their envelope yeah. fairly readily and then just slot in. Yeah. So they need another ten cars in there on a regular basis to really yeah. go get some wheel to wheel. Even if it's battle packing in the middle, at least there's people making everywhere needs more cars. Supercars, we're talking to you. Everywhere needs more cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Except the XLs, they've got plenty. <laughs> well, 62, it's not that many, you know. Yeah, like having yeah. 50 car grids at Winton. Like, yeah. 
I, th- I, th- I thought it was pretty funny when half the ca- some of the cars were halfway up uh, or, or going into turn two on the uh, XLs on the weekend. And then they, they panned it back around and they were still coming off the main straight. There was half of it was round turn two. <laughs> there, was, there was still cars coming off the front straight. There was so many of them. Yeah, there was a million of them. An entire mountain straight just loaded up with XLs, just lined up down the mountain. That was entertaining racing, actually. We haven't even mentioned that we had a little XLs on the weekend, so and the pulsars anything, they had the but, pulsars yeah. there too. I missed all the pulsars. Was that any good? I, I missed all of them. Oh, look, to be honest, mate, when the pulsars came on, that's when I zipped out and actually that's you know, yeah. do do your things that you got to do. That's the that was the I think that's getter. probably why I missed them too. Yeah, okay, <laughs> category. So, yeah, um, no, I didn't watch much of the pulsars at all, at all. So I don't really no, know I what happened to them. Didn't see any of them, but the XLs were good. They were, they were entertaining. They're always entertaining, so they're a uh, good value. Well, that's the deal with a one make, one manufacturer category. Everybody's relatively there or thereabouts with each yeah. other. You're not out there spending $300,000 souping up your XL because you're not allowed to. No. So basically, you got what you got and just do the best <laughs> you can tuning it and driving it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's more about racecraft than flat out, you know, drag racing and stuff. Yeah. So the results for the GTs, the main GTs, there was some actually really good racing in these two these two oh, events. Awesome racing in the GTs. Door to door, dudes are overtaking, undertaking. I've never seen so many passes in the GT4s and the GTs at McPhillamy of all places. What was it? I think there was four or five passes made at McPhillamy Park over the weekend. Just just mad. There was, there was more passes made at McPhillamy Park this weekend than there has been probably in the 60-year history of Bathurst, I reckon. It's just insane. Especially well, we all thought cars. Brody did a ripper job when he took Waters a couple of years ago across the top at Skyline. Yeah. Put, you know, a couple of wheels on the dirt. We called that the ballsiest move we'd seen. And then I'm just watching these guys going, oh, so we're doing that now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Forget even- about anywhere else on the circuit. We're just going to line it up and just send it wasn't even ballsy from the gt guys they were just doing it like it was nothing like it was you know a, a, a casual sunday sunday afternoon drive that's you know 190 k's an hour around mcphillamy park and just oh, yeah, pop it down the inside why not see how we go yeah until one of the blokes in the six hour decided to try the same thing yeah that didn't <laughs> I was about to say that <laughs> that's why you don't do it because that's <laughs> what happens you don't have air <laughs> you don't have grip you don't have anything You've got an accident waiting to happen if you're not a GT3 car, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, he, he tried to play with the big boys and uh, unfortunately old mate ended up <laughs> skidding straight across and hit that tyre wall fairly hard. So Liam Talbot playing. cleaned up both races. Uh, congratulations to Talbot and uh, is leading the GT Championship, uh, masterful yeah. drive in his R8. And yeah, dominant. I tell you what, the Bathurst Sparky he goes all right, doesn't he? Schumacher. Sh- Schumacher? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of pedigree in that name, isn't there? So there's a. Well, I, I inquired to find I, I out if he was actually any kind of distant relation. Apparently not. Not at all. No, I don't think he is. Yeah. It's, none, none it's the number one question he gets asked from punters. <laughs> the circuit. So you should just wear a t shirt. <laughs> no, yeah. Michael is not my brother. We are not related. So, no, he, he goes all right. He, he cleaned up too. He got second overall for the weekend. We and, got two um, thirds, didn't he? So. Yeah, he, um, he qualified really really well mm. and then in the in the races you got a couple of podiums i think he ended up uh second in the first was it no no i think it was third both races i think yeah i think you might be right there yep third 
and ended up second overall. Um, Brock yeah. Feeney was racing the boss off the line on the Sunday race. He, uh, they both qualified on the front row, and then they had team orders, which was basically Brock being told, don't take Jamie out on the first turn. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, we'll, not, we'll just get around to turn one first, eh? and then we'll worry about who does what next. And so, t- taking out the boss is never a good move for your career, that's for sure. It's a career limiting move. <laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> yeah, the classic CLM. At the end of that race, now there was some really good door to door racing in the GTs. I actually really enjoyed uh, Sunday morning's race. It was actually quite gripping to see what was going to happen next. And Emery and Schumacher just had a battle, door-to-door battle. And coming down Conrod, I thought they were going to touch and take each other out. They were about an inch between them as they were just flying down, got sucked into the side draft. And then Shuey, this is on the last lap, by the way. And then Shuey noses in front into the chase and just holds it flat and takes the spot for the podium from Emery. Some, yeah, exciting stuff. I was pretty impressed with the GTs. Guns it. Yeah, Nice. So that's no, the GTs taken care of, but there is some very newsworthy information about the GTs, which everybody seems to be losing their mind about, with the return of Renee Gracie coming back to the racetrack in GT yeah, class. Yeah, welcome so, back. Welcome so back, been... Renee. We'll see how she goes over in Perth. That's going to be her first uh, race, I think, in three years. She's pre-COVID. So she, she, she's, she's, she's sponsoring herself, is that right? Is she, she, she's buying a car herself or is she yeah she's self-funding yeah. um yeah same deal as every other driver you have to find a budget yeah. and she found a way to make budget and she did indeed yeah and supercars don't want her back because apparently i don't know she's i don't know bad publicity or something and gts are gone what have you got money in a car yeah okay sure supercars <laughs> don't understand back. publicity yeah that's their problem and and tell they, me that they, that's not going to be a whole bunch of eyeballs on the screen not because of not because of her uh, fundraising business, which we all know what it is. Like she's on OnlyFans and, you know, yeah. adult entertainer. Not because of that. It's because she's coming back to car racing again and we all actually want to see. Want to see I don't expect her to be in the, on the podium or anything on her first time back, but she's back in the car at the moment and cutting some laps just to get the feel of it. She reckons she's going to go all right. She could well, have a she always right. done all right. You know, anytime you can pull yourself home for a, what was it? I think their best finish at Bathurst with her and Simona was 14th. So, you know, that's not, not too shabby for two people that have never really raced there. So she's she's definitely got some skill in the car. And it'll be interesting to see now that she's, you know, she's she's not racing someone else's car. She's not racing someone else's, She's you know, it's not someone else's money. It's all her money. It's all her. She can, she can go for it. She can take it take it out there she can have the fun that she wants rather than being having to worry about you know sponsorship doing everything like that she's just gonna go out there have fun focus on her racing and i reckon it'll be bloody awesome for her to be honest with you well she is a car racer so we will see how she goes and good luck to renee on her return over in perth in a couple of weeks time two weeks 100 can't wait so <laughs> let's get into the safety car of thumb that was the six hour <laughs> How many did there end up being? Oh, about 320. <laughs> I lost count at 12. I stopped counting. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there was maybe oh, 12. Was there 12? 12 yeah, was there was 12. Yeah, yeah, 12, yeah. Yeah, so good old six hour, the, the fun enduro where every man and his dog, the privateer can go up against professional teams and 
just try your hand at the mountain. Whether you win or lose, if you finish it, you've won. I mean, that's basically the rules of oh, mountain. Hundred percent. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's what seventh year now. So I had a couple off because of COVID, but um, the yeah, twenty sixteen was the first one, and yeah. basically for one, people who aren't that familiar, they just know there's a whole bunch of categories. There are eight different distinct categories that you can race in. So there were fifty nine cars, I think, took off. 60 cars on the start 50, line. 58 cars, I think, actually took to the start line. Yeah, we've had a couple of retirements during the yeah. the practice and quality sessions and stuff. Not one tumble, not one cartwheel down in the chase. I did not, not see none. one car go not a single apex one. over base. I think I think one of the XLs flipped it up at McPhillamy or on the top of the circuit during one of the races, but they never found a replay of it. But it oh, I will get to it, that. I've got something to yeah, say about so. that. All right, there you go. Um, in the six hour, there was not a yeah, not a not a single cartwheel known. No, yeah, six, no sixty cars nothing. on circuit, all barreling down into the chase, trying to pull the anchors up on a production car. They got a little bit of better. They got better brakes than a normal road car, but nobody binned it. And I was shocked. I spent not six hours waiting for the first one to go full cartwheel, and didn't really get one, which is it good. I'm, I'm glad nobody binned it, but it's always on the cards. It's always going to happen. Well, a lot of people binned it, just not not in a yeah, spectacularly well, yeah, actually, way. plenty of people binned it, or <laughs> broke down, or went into limp mode. Um, yeah. Just basically outdrove the road portion of a race car, and or just decided to drive a manual, uh, an automatic, an automatic at the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. realize that's not going to work for you. Where um, you go, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> although, the, although the good part was Marcus ended up back on the commentary, so he, was he did, actually, he did. It was actually pretty good on the mic. I was, I was pretty speaking, happy with that. Speaking of the commentary, massive, massive raps to uh, Josh Bucken. Hundred percent. What a what he's he's got a career after motorsport. That one. So that was his uh, pit lane reporting. Just his commentary in general over the weekend was uh, was amazing. So for a first time, I think it's his first time. I haven't seen him on there before. So no, it is his um, first. Uh, yeah, Hyundai were doing the safety car. So yeah. Uh, so. He races for Hyundai HMO in the TCR. Yeah. Yeah. So they've chucked him onto the mic and he did an absolute stellar job. Smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't have thought he was a rookie, that's for sure. No, no, comfortable. Like yeah. quite happy with having the having the attention on him. Yeah. <laughs> but his oh, hair got his yeah. hair right. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was uh, no kudos to him. But yeah, Marcus, it was, you know, it was sad to see him out of the race. It was good to see him back at Bathurst, but you know, as you said on the on the plus side, if he's not in the race, he's in the commentary box. And I actually, I think he's a pretty good commentator, to be honest with you. So, and at least the Mustang didn't catch fire. That's always a win. Well, that's right. You know, that's a bonus. So, they're doing better than the supercars, uh, brethren, aren't they? Well, unlike old mate who came down in the HSV at the chase and blew an oil yeah. line basically and sh- and shattered oil all over the entry into the chase and then was catching fire on as it hit the exhaust on the back of his uh, rear bumper and then proceeded to watch this is like four hours into it by the way and then oh, proceeded yeah. to watch uh four or five six cars hit that slick at the bottom oh, of the chase six, and just go plowing yeah. straight on almost into the bar at the ridges and uh bring out the first ever red flag in uh Bathurst six hour history so. yep Never had one before, but I think it was probably necessary at that point in time because they needed to get that car out of the way and they just couldn't do it because even if cars weren't going fast, they were just flying. It was an oil on track. 
Yeah. It was all on track. They had to yeah. clean up. It wasn't like the, the safety car for the for him pulling up in the outside of the of No, um, it was oil. The exit. Was just, you'd see cars coming down and they weren't even going that fast. They're only doing about a hundred, but then they go to turn and there's just no, yeah. no grip. Yep, it just goes straight, straight on, straight on, yeah. straight through. Yeah. And they all wheels just are, got wheels through. are at full lock, and they're just going. <laughs> yeah, so that that was the most excitement that we saw in the, in the chase for the weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, although, it was pretty uneventful down there, actually. Well, yeah, but we do we did also have a couple of goes at starting the race. Like we were all tuned we did, in, yeah, all tuned in, ready to go. We go here, we go, and no, we don't. We're going yeah, around again. We know, yeah. So that. Cars like first. forty to sixty were so far back that they went. You're too far back. You got a bunch of forty forty odd seconds behind the leader or something like that. I think they said forty to forty to fifty seconds behind the leader, and they just went. We can't have that. They'll be lapping them in two laps time if that's the case. So, I tell you what, there. the restart didn't look any better to me. No, I thought it was at the back of the field, well, it looked but, identical. They were still like but, <laughs> so far. I, I, I reckon they just went stuff. It went. We're not there's doing there's this. Too, too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> we got six hours of this. It's not happening. Gets, gets to three hours and twenty minutes, and they're just on restart number forty nine. <laughs> oh, <fuck it. laughs> They'll be coming in for tires and fuel before they get the race going. <laughs> but uh, no, that was uh, that, that was interesting to say the least. So. And I'll tell then, you what, uh, who else isn't good on the on the mic? Grant Denyer. Grant Denyer. Well, he's he's a born entertainer. That well, he's a pre- so. he's already a presenter. That's in yeah. his resume. But on the yeah. mic, talking about Bathurst and car racing, he's he's really good. He's he was great. Well, he just loves it. He just loves it. It's what he lives and breathes. Like that's he he literally said he, the only reason that he got into presenting and television was so that he could fund his car racing that's not the other way around like he just didn't make money and then go i'm going to go car racing he became a television presenter because he wanted to be a car racer and you know he's moved to bathurst right he just lives yeah he lives he literally lives off the tracks you can hear his cows mooing yeah yeah so that's that he drives through the tracks to get to his drop the kids off to his mum's house or something so no, and you and you can hear it whenever he talks motorsport. You can just hear the like the excitement, the the, the passion that that guy's got for it. He's just a an absolute fanatic, and he's a nice bloke as well. He's just a he's a good bloke. I've met him a few bloke. times yeah, at yeah. the circuit when he was in the yeah. Super Twos days and and some of the GTs that he's raced. Yeah, he's um yeah he's a very very cool cat, and he's only and I like him more because he makes me feel tall. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few people on the planet that I can actually like. Look, just a little bit down. Just not much. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit down into his eyeballs. I'm just gonna. How's it going, we man? Yeah. Got a tiny little <laughs> bit. Just got a tiny little bit on him. Um, Love it. So after this four hours, right? So we're four hours into it. Everyone's chilling. Skippy's had a go. He's already come and gone. Went and had a look. Zoomed across the track. Um, didn't cause any particular trouble except for oh, what was his name? The bloke that Skippy pulled out in front of, and he just hung it to the left, like he just. Oh, that was in the that was in the um APCs, the uh the, yeah yeah production the GT4s. class. But yeah, but he he literally had Skippy just popped out on the track, and he was doing about two twenty down Conrod. Yeah, hard left down Conrod straight, which you're not usually used to doing. So no, I especially when you don't have an aero track, package, so. you're not stuck to the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These cars don't like being gagged. It was just snapped. That was uh, that was impressive though, because you, you don't want to hit a kangaroo at that speed and at any speed, but at that speed, it's it's not going to do pretty things to the roux or the car. Oh no, that would have been a big one. That would have been oh, yeah. that would have been a proper proper big one. Like it's a, it's always a 
the unique factor of Bathurst is that you can get wildlife on the circuit no matter how but they try not to. It's just always going to be a thing. And there were a couple of roos that popped up. And we all make light of it. But, yeah, that could have uh, could have been telling a whole different story. Um, could end incredibly badly. Yeah. 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 Thinking so, like <laughs> there's a lot of always, trees and walls there when you start tumbling. At oh, lot. yeah. It's always always good to see not just Skippy but the cars survive as well. So every, everyone's, uh, everyone everyone's a winner. Safely. Everybody's a winner. A little bit of entertainment for the weekend and everyone goes away happy. Uh, two hours to go. Effectively, we've had our red flag. Now we've got a two-hour sprint. So basically teams are on their compulsory pit stop scheduling. Some teams have to have six, like if you're in the X class. Some teams yeah. only need to do three if you're in the lower classes. Um, compulsories, that is. Most drivers are sort of about cycling into their last stint. You're about to put your, if you're a three-car driver team, you're about to put your final driver in for a two-hour stint or, or close to at the moment. So strategy is coming into this. About an hour and 12 minutes, I think, their fuel will last. So they, they weren't too far away from that last uh, last window. No, but, well, there were two hours to go, so they were well and truly needing to do another stop. And they've all come in for the red, but I don't think they could fuel for the red. No, I don't think they're allowed to they change just into the lane. Either. They just pulled into the lane. They couldn't work on the cars. Hmm. They just sat there. You couldn't You couldn't do a driver change. You had to no. The driver had to stay where he was. They, so they were allowed to make hours. minor patches to the car, but they weren't allowed to do any change tyres or do any actual, you know, things they'd normally do in a pit stop to the cars. So, And the thing I, I found interesting as well, which I learned, and I think it might be just unique to this event because there are so many cars in the lane sharing pit garages for fuels and everything. You get, there's not 60 mm. pit bays there. So no. you're coming in and out. Everyone's working around each other. Um, that red line down the front of the garage, cars can't move out of their box until all the team are behind that red line. Yeah. yeah. So you got your car controller at the front and anybody who's just done some tyres or fuel or wiped your windscreen or driver changes and all that stuff. Any of your team pit crew must be back into the pit garage behind that red line before a car. Because imagine the chaos. I mean, you've got cars diving oh. in and out of the second <laughs> car, which they all did. And if you have Six. teams that are still standing there, someone's getting cleaned up. Someone's getting run over. Especially remember, like, these aren't professional races. Yeah, a lot yeah of exactly. They're not professionals. They're, they're not professional they're pit, pit crew crews. amateurs. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. your mates. They're, they're yeah. your dad. They're, like, they're your, your yeah. uncle. They're your, your neighbour. They're coming it's down. Way- They've been putting the car together in the over beers in the garage for the last yeah, six months. Exactly. Bit, bit short. Just go down the pub. Hey, Wayno, you want to uh, want to do the left rear for me at Bathurst this week? Yeah, you want to yeah, be the no, fire no, guy. No you worries, wanna, mate. Yeah. Want to <laughs> help me do the tire pressures and stuff? You know, I need someone yeah. to fuel up. Let's practice the fuel up session for a little bit. That's so it. yeah, you have to be pretty tightly controlled. Even though it's chilled out out the back in the paddock, it's just completely chilled out, and everyone's just relaxed. Oh, yeah. On a live pit lane, they have yeah, that was good to see that they actually understood the problems that could could arise with amateur, effectively pro-ams or amateur. So we are moving into the last hour and a half hour to go. The juice. This is all about the juice. Jaden Ojeda. OJ. What a superstar. For a young bloke who's been knocking on the door for a few years now through Super 3, Super 2s, waiting for a, a go. He's done a few wild cards in the big game. We were talking about big balls moves a bit earlier. That overtake he took down Conrod. Oh, in the dirt. Put to the floor. 
the ass on the grass, the pass on the grass, whatever you want to call pass it. Pass on the grass, yeah. And he got two of them, didn't he? He got he got deeper. He rounded up. The, and, there were and two Randall, back markers. Um, yeah. Randall and I think Anton. Yeah, I think were, it was Anton. All, yeah. all three of them were coming up to some back markers down the middle of the chase, and Randall. And Anton chose to stay on the circuit, go left and try and find a way around, try to force a way around, flashing headlights. And AJ has gone, hold my beer. <laughs> I've just got this. Cool and just snaps it yeah. to the right, chucks a couple of boots on the grass, foot to the floor, just sends it around the outside just and rounds up everybody. plants it. That was phenomenal. That I was thought huge. he was gone. I thought he was gone for all money. I, you can't be that far under the grass and not lose it. Like at If those it was speeds, wet, and he, he was just, cooked. Oh, Done. Luckily, it was dry, but if it was wet, and he just oh man, that that was impressive though for a young kid. You know, that was just nuts, absolutely nuts, and it won him the race. You know, so <laughs> that's uh... well, yeah, it, it put him in the position to win the race for sure because yeah. he moved into the lead then. So there was another like coming up, like you said, the fuel window, hour yeah. and ten minutes to go. There's a safety car, so everyone's going, oh, hey, that's kind of good. Let's all go and get some juice. Yeah. But do we really have an hour and 10 minutes of juice or are we running on fumes? And nobody was really quite sure because that is stretching the luck of band. Well, they were. They were right on that. So I think it was an hour and 12 minutes a safety car came out and they can do about an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 10.30 with their fuel. So they were literally... All of them were probably about a minute, a minute and a half over what they could have, what they can do. So that's, an, you know, that's that's when strategy comes into play. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to coast and lift here, and we're gonna have to try a few different things. But uh, or everyone was in the same safety boat, cars and just roll yeah. around for a little bit, <laughs> which I wouldn't have been surprised at this year's six hour. <laughs> well, not the way we've been going because we've already had ten. Yeah, we've already had ten safety cars already. Do you, do you know what the previous record was? I know this was the record, but do you know what the previous record oh, was? Look, I'm, I'm kind of, I had a feeling, I had a feeling that was only about eight. Mm. That was my thought as well, was eight. That's, that, that's just a, a gut feeling that I, or yeah. maybe I might have, maybe somebody had said it earlier in the commentary and it sort of stuck in the back of my mind. That's what I, that's what I was thinking was eight. So 12, they've, uh, they've well and truly outdone that one. So. Yeah. So all this lap traffic now, it's all gone crazy. Now the, the, the safety car, sorry, the supercars drivers up the front of this train in the, all them beamers were the ones that were clearly just smashing through everybody. So that's Anton, Davo, uh, Tyler Everingham, Jaden Ajada, and Thomas Randall. Randall. Yeah. So, so those dudes are clearly just head and shoulders in that. They've got the right drivers in the right package, right? So they're zooming away. Yeah. Half an hour to go, <laughs> the, the Integra blows up. Now we've got another safety car. So we're going, right, now your window's what open. If you need to splash and go, some some yeah. of the boys still have to do a compulsory. So you can come in, do your short stop, get enough juice, everyone's squared away. But they yeah. don't come in. I'm going, that's an interesting call. This is this is interesting. Ajada's not coming in. Ajada. Track position is king. Track position is king at this point. But there's still half an hour to go, and you can chase it back. Six minutes to go. Fuel lights start coming on. Low fuel on the dash. <laughs> Jade is looking at it going, the, the team's calling him in to do a pit stop. And he makes his call and goes, no. 
No, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. thinking, mate, this is, this is brave. This is brave. This is this is like Jamie Wincup. <laughs> oh yeah, we've we've seen this before. Yeah, this could go. This go one and two. You're rolling the dice here, mate. You're throwing away a six hour win potentially. Yeah, staying out and reckoning that you can race because he wasn't lifting, he wasn't coasting, he was still racing. No, he had, no, he was going for it. He was he was going hammers and tongs, and he had Russell up his uh, backside, and then with was uh, in the last last safety last car. Safety car. Yeah. This is the last safety car. So that was when was that? That was that six was minutes to go. Min- minutes to go. Yeah, like laps, two laps, two laps earlier. He was being told to come yeah. in, and so then yeah, a couple of laps to go, six minutes to go. So it's about two and a half minutes a lap. So a couple of laps to go, three laps to go, safety cast, more dudes bin it, and they clean that up. Now I saw the, the timer stop. It was zero minutes, so, and we were we were still behind the yellow. I didn't actually see cast. that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, you check it out. Yeah, as, yeah. as we're coming, as we're finishing, like the timer's down, zero minutes, and the rules are it's five forty three plus one lap. Plus one lap. Yeah. Yeah. So. Race time was at zero, and I went, oh, here we go, F1 all over again. We're just going to pull in behind the safety yeah. car, and that's the end of it, which is really it's disappointing because these guys have been going hammers and tongs. And then they go, no, nah, we've got a one-lap one lap green. We're going going for it. You got, you, everyone, all okay, kiddies, you got one lap. Safety car pulls in, everybody floors it. Ojeda and Russell make a break together, and then we've got yeah. Randall and Everingham uh, and Anton all fighting each other for third spot for a podium for outright across the top of the mountain. Crazy scenes. Crazy. Yeah. Well, oh, well, this is where the crazy part comes in and I'm not sure exactly what happened here. And I don't think it's really, mm, I haven't, I'm going to have to articulate this properly at the top of the mountain. One of the dudes hit the elbow. It was a lap car. He was like at the back marker. He's, he's mistimed it. He's hit the elbow and spun back across the circuit and ended up on the inside of the corner of the elbow. So you can't actually yeah. hit him even if you tried. When that guy binned it, the yellow flag came out just as Everingham was already making an overtaking move on Anton inside of him at the elbow. Mm-hmm. And then they tear off down the straight. Nobody's actually noticed this yet. He's made the move. He's into third. Anton's sitting fourth, and Randall's behind Anton. And all all three of them are just locked down the straight. And then they finish the race with Tyler Everingham in third on track. Yeah. They wheel his car down to the podium. Everyone's celebrating. Oh, Jade has gone. He's checked out by a couple of seconds on on Russell. And then Russell's um come in second. And then they wheel all their cars down to the podium, ready to go. Everyone's celebrating, about to get up the top, do some interviews, happy days, get on the top step. And then they take Jaden's car away and wheel Anton's car in. And I'm sitting here going, what do you mean? Uh, hang on. They're going, we're going to check this out. We think he's passed under yellow at the top of the mountain. So they did the replays. And sure enough, legitimately, technically, he's the, flag, the yellow flag is being shown and as they're coming around the elbow onto the top of Conrod. But he's already there. Now, so remember it- our remember our conversation we had with Chris Shear, our flaggy, a couple of weeks ago? Hmm. He was talking about trying to gain a driver's attention, especially when they're going into a turn. They are no longer looking on the outside of the circuit. Yeah. They are looking into the apex, looking at their exit. Yeah. 
their attention is no longer looking. And if you ever look where that yellow flag marshal station is, it's six metres in the air yeah, outside the corner at the top of the, the hill. Yeah. So as you're coming over the hill down into the elbow, yeah, you'll see it if it's if it's being waved by then. You'll see it as you're cresting, as you're coming down down the hill. Yeah. You'll see it there. But when you're already entering the elbow, it, yeah, if it if it comes out as you're in the corner, as you're entering yeah. the elbow, you are not, not a looking chance. Yeah, six meters in the air to your right at the top right hand outside, trying to crane your head through your windscreen. When especially yeah. when you've got a car on your door. Because you're getting inside a car, there's two of you going too wide into the elbow, and you yeah. and you're looking at the apex to shoot through. Yeah, exactly. You're not looking at a Marshall station as you've already passed that's, it. That's that's it's so harsh on Everingham. I mean, look at the at the end of the day. I mean, it, it's the rules of motorsport. You can't pass under a yellow flag, but it's so harsh to to get a, a six hour podium taken away from you on the last lap. Over, over something like that, which, as you said, it, it wasn't really dangerous. It wasn't anything like that. It was just... Well, he wasn't He wasn't making an intentional overtake yeah. on the course, seeing yellow flags being waved, and he's passed yeah. a couple of stations. He's gone, oh, I'm just going to get around this bloke. What are the rules on, like, the, the passing, though? If you're, if you're already in the process of a pass when a flag comes out, like, do, do you have to completely back out of it at that point because that, well, that these two these two well, were door so. to door so who yeah. actually had the lead yeah and how do you decide your positions on track on course yeah and the radio down nobody in the pits have noticed this yet so no one's telling anybody to redress anything here no one's rolling out to say we think you passed under yellow you got yeah. to give anton back the spot and then floor it as soon as he gets past yeah. you just floor it again and try and make Bang it up it. at the chase yeah. or at murray's on the yeah. last lap of the race. Well, even if it's a, the 10th lap of the race, it doesn't particularly matter. The yeah. Early in the race, you have an opportunity to have um, a penalty applied or you can redress. But yeah. because there was no time for this, there's only, there's only the Conrad Strait and Murray's to go. Yeah, and nobody was exactly. on the radio saying that they'd done it. It was all, it was all post-race. It was all being investigated as soon as they crossed the line. Nobody probably knew about it until the end of the race. So, Well, who knows? Yeah. Anton might have been on yeah. the radio. And saying, I think he passed me under yellow. Yeah, no, oh, I'm sure. Sure, somebody was. If if you if you're behind and that happens, of course you're going to jump on the radio straight away. So <laughs> well, it's worth it's worth a podium to you. It's worth a, yeah, worth hundred percent third spot. Yeah. So yeah, that's really unfortunate. It's really bad timing uh, for Everingham. And I looked at that a couple of times. What they didn't show, and this is one thing I was a little bit disappointed about with was the telecast over the day. The mm. we missed a lot. We saw a lot of things that had happened, but we didn't see yeah. a great deal of footage of How them happened. actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of those moments. The footage that we had <laughs> was looking back up at Elbow, and you yeah. can see the flag marshal up the top, and you see the two cars coming around side by side, and then Tyler, and, and then tucked in behind was Randall. <laughs> yeah. They didn't show in that real time the next flag marshal stationed up the circuit. There's one only 100 metres away, 200 metres away. Were they showing yellow or was it only the, the local yellow being thrown for that bloke who had just binned it mm. 20 seconds earlier, 10 seconds earlier, and the marshals are going, oh, he's just hit the wall and now he's on the inside, throw a yellow, which is what they yeah. do. They don't wait for race control. They see the incident. No. They just throw a yellow. Yeah. 
So the preceding flag marshal station, as Chris was saying, they have two marshals looking over each shoulder, looking at the next next station. The one looking yeah. down to the elbow will see him throwing a yellow, and then they will throw a yellow to let the yeah. cars coming along know that there is a yellow ahead. Yeah. Right? We have no idea whether they threw that yellow on the approach because there was no footage. TV didn't show that. Yeah. Didn't show that. Right. Yeah, that, that that was something that was lacking the whole weekend. Like there's, I, I know it's only new with the speed series and stuff like that. The telecast is definitely a lot more lacking than what, say, supercars is or well, they've got one the of the major from race series. So, yeah, but that's just the but guy just, that's sitting in the box. It doesn't mean they've got the, the same. They yeah, don't have need, sixty cameras around course. Yeah, you, need, you have, need the cameras. Yeah, that's the thing. They might like, only have twenty cameras around course. Probably half the amount of cameras around the track. They need to have the cameras because that's what it is. It's just a lack of camera angles to give people the perspective when there's an accident or when something happens, and you know all you're seeing is the car slide along at the end, or you know as you said, there's just half the yellow flag. It's just it doesn't give you that immersion that you want as a race fan. So they, they, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they'll pick up as they get along. They, they, you know, it'll, it'll get better. But yeah, it was a bit of a letdown over the weekend. Yeah, and it was just a crazy finish. I mean, <laughs> once again, car racing, who knew? And it wasn't even wet. <laughs> no, it's just Bathurst. Drama that's, going what Bathurst everywhere. That, that's what Bathurst does. Bathurst is Bathurst. She, uh, she's a magical place and she does her own thing. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was pretty impressed with the whole weekend as, a, as a, an event. It looked like it was pretty good. Again, not having the Friday coverage on stand was a bit disappointing. Mm. Um, watching the the practice sessions or the quali- or the other quality sessions and whatever on Friday, I was really looking forward to Friday. I mean, it's Easter; everyone's either at home yeah. waiting to get eggs on Sunday, and if you want to watch car racing, you can't. You have to wait till Saturday, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. They're the only two days that they put the broadcast up. Stuffed, yeah. That was a uh, yeah. That was a bit annoying. Frustrating. One thing we didn't mention was the uh, the, the ladies, the all girls, the first ever all girls. Ah, the Bacini, Team Bacini. Yeah. Team Bacini with... I I think you said they're elevated to second after... Yeah, they're they're in the B1, in the B1 class. Yeah. Uh, And for you guys that don't know what the classes actually are, the B1 class is a high-performance forced induction. For cars of a lower performance level, instead of HSV, GTS, think SS Commodore, for example. So the A1 and B... The A1 and A2 classes are the high performance levels of the B1 and B2, which are more your your yeah. road going version, not your supercharged engine, but your just fuel injected engine. The three girls, Courtney Prince, who races this year in Porsches. She's got herself a, a yeah, Porsche ride. Yeah. Um Alexandra Best, who is actually Zach Best's sister. She races in the Super Utes. Nice. And uh, Carly Baccini, who basically yeah. owns a car. She's and the, the owner. Like yeah. her dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the three girls, Carly, Alexandra, and Courtney were the all-girl team. And they finished 20, well, it'd be 20th outright now. Yeah. Out of 60 cars. And they were sitting third in class, got themselves a podium. There was a post-race penalty to the class winner. So they got promoted to second. Not too shabby. That's not a fair shabby at all. Right. There's there was 40 cars behind them. So, yeah. And that's, a, a, that's a fair effort. There's a fistful that didn't even make it. So well done yeah. to the girls there. Good yeah. on them. I tell you what, if you want to listen to a great little interview, 
girls on the grid podcast. Big shout out to those girls. Uh, well, they got they straight are, after the race, didn't they? They they well, they were talking with them during the week, uh, during the yeah. race, yeah. And uh, Priya Richards and Tanaya McLeod. Uh, Tanaya was up there doing all of her socials, so she caught up with all three of them during the day. And and that that's this week's episode for Girls on the Grid is with those three, with Team Bacini. Nice. So it's a it's a Check good it listen, out. actually. Good listen. Check it out. So yeah, that's basically the six hour. I thought uh, I was happy. I was, I was glad with it. It was pretty yeah. good. Filled fun, in the weekend said, nicely. A fun little weekend, yeah. Kept us all entertained over a nice miserable Melbourne uh, Melbourne autumn weekend. So it was nice, nice and fun, and uh, gave us you know to always nice to have a, a little bit of racing of any sort on while we're waiting for the the supercars and the uh, Formula One to uh, to kick back in all the uh, the major categories while they're having a bit of a break. So. Yeah, looking forward to it. Might have to try and get up there one year. So make it make an Easter trip of there. I haven't haven't done the six hour yet. So definitely, oh, definitely mate, on the bucket list. You wouldn't be struggling to find anywhere to camp. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's not not like Bathurst. So not like the one thousand. <laughs> no, as, as far as spectators went, I think they. How do I say this kindly? There was no traffic jams in Bathurst. There was there was a few people around. <laughs> the competitors outnumbered the spectators ten to one. Yeah. So, uh, so moving forward then. So we have got supercars coming up in two weeks down at Perth. We do. I love, go, Sandy uh, old I love Barbagello. Yeah, love Barbagello Raceway. Great little track. Yeah, let's chuck some super softs on and just really yeah. rip these things to shred. Just destroy those tires. See, yeah. see, see who can handle one of these cars when it's properly sliding around. Zero grip, just sliding on the sand. Here we go. Nice oh, and grippy for yeah. two laps. You get a great two laps out of. Oh yeah. After Fantastic. that, hang on. At least it's yeah. a, a proper circuit though, so there's, it's pretty hard to hit a wall. Yeah, we know that you can hit a wall if you pit maneuver your. Oh, you definitely can. Yeah. But um, we got supercars, super twos, the Utes. Uh, the GTs will be shooting back over there, and this will be Renee's debut with the category. Yeah. And the WA Historics are going around as well. Hmm, nice. That'll be interesting. So that's an interesting thing. I don't know if they're actually racing or if they're actually doing exhibitions, but so curious to see what and, uh, turns stay, stay, stay tuned because Dave and I might have a, uh, something planned for that weekend as well. So, Oh, see, we're going to announce we it at the end. 100%. We've got, yeah. some, we've got something else to try out. So yeah. over in Perth this year, they're going to do the three-part quali, Q1, 2, and 3. So everyone out for Q1, <laughs> drop the first, slowest five cars. Five minutes later, go out for Q2, and then drop the next 10 cars, and then it's like a top 10 quali just to set the grid. No shootout. So it's three-part quali. It's only a small circuit. That's why they're probably doing it. It's only 2.4 Ks. Two, yeah, 2.4, 2.6, I think, maybe 2.6. Oh, uh, it's pretty short though. Oh, split the difference. Two and a half. So it's yeah. two and a half games. So that. trying to find track position to do 25 cars in a full quality session to give everyone enough breathing room for a fast lap. Bit hard. So on these smaller circuits, they they do these three-part quality. That's when you have those issues where they had a couple of years ago where they just about had people wiping each other out because someone on a fast lap is coming down the back of the uh, back straight there and someone's on their on their slow lap swerving, swerving and right, trying to warm their tires up before they turn onto the straight and I think I think that's when they decided they were going to do these split qualifiers because that was that almost ended up in a monumental accident I think it was Courtney that was involved in it was uh do I had to go wide 
swerve off the track to uh you know miss miss a car that was swerving to warm its tires up and they just went eh, might have to might have to cut them up a little bit here yeah i think they started it in simmons plains yeah they just didn't mean half they basically just said no nah, half the field you half go yeah. out and then you half go out we're not I doing a like three-parter they actually split the field first yeah. time around and did two sections and then brought them back because uh, yeah. there's no room I like it. I don't mind. I don't mind I like changing it. things up been every doing now it for and then. Years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Works just fine. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're twenty fifth after Q one, you're going to be twenty fifth after Q one if it's one, two, and three. Like it doesn't matter. Hey, there's not stop being stop being mean to Jack Smith, all right? I didn't say names. There's no need no need for name calling. <laughs> <laughs> actually, hang on. He had a pretty good round last round. He, he did actually. He did. Back. I'll, I'll give, I think I'll he had the best results he's ever had. Last he round. did. Yeah. Last well, round. I think he got a top ten even. So kudos to him. Coming yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and and then after be... that, oh, speaking of Brad, how good's his video still going? Brad TV is winning. I'm loving it. No, he's just nailing it. So nice to see he's listened to us, Dave, and kept these videos up because I, th- I think we did actually tell him to keep that up on our first episode. So good to know that Brad's listening and uh, taking our advice on board and, and keeping these videos going for us all. I think I taught him that <laughs> at the Grand Prix as well. Actually. Oh, beauty. So I saw him you, out you... the back of the pits and I said, I'm absolutely dead set. And it wasn't just me either. Heaps, everyone not. that was walking past was just going, mate, we are loving your videos. Keep doing them. Yeah, so, keep them going. Mm-hmm. Keep them going. And uh, once again, awesome. talking about the repairability of these cars and the fragility of these components, with this $10,000 steering rack, he's got two of them sitting on the bench because they're both buggered. Stuffed. A little bit of wheel-to-wheel. Nothing too, just, you know, too evil. And then now we've got two ten thousand dollar steering racks sitting on there. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a talking point for the rest of this year, I think. Is and still no update on, on the cause of the cars, fires so. either. No, nothing. Heard nothing. So I've been checking every couple of days just to make sure that uh, we don't miss out on anything. But I don't know if we're gonna hear much before the uh, the next event, to be honest, at Perth. They might bring it out there and tell us what's happened, but I think the only thing we're gonna hear about is the engineering solution. Yeah. What their plan, or how they've how they've rejigged the layout of where the fix it, the exhaust is for the catch can and the yeah. high pressure sensor module, um, because that's kind of the working theory. Until they can definitively say exactly what happened, I'm kind of thinking. He, but it sounds pretty spot on. It sounds it sounds the most so it sounds the most logical. It's definitely plausible. Uh, combination yeah. of factors that would have started a, or could start a fire in that area of the car. So yeah, let's try and mitigate it with some pretty simple, straightforward relocations and a little bit of extra tubing. Like it's not a big worry. 100%. Um, well, we've had enough fires at Perth. I don't think we need any more of them. No, so we'll just, uh, no, no. We'll they're they're good there. for them. There's been yeah. a couple good old Rindler. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so so that's Perth in a couple of weeks, 28th to the 30th of April. Unfortunately, I won't be going. It's one of the two rounds I'm not going to this this year. Everybody's just going to have to fend for yourselves out there, you little monkeys. Just go and enjoy some car racing without me running around being a pest. Have some fun. Yeah. Have some fun, relax. And then in a couple of weeks after that, we have the Speed Series down at Phillip Island. Now, this I am going to, 100%. Always love going, going to Phillip Island. What weekend's that? It's on the 12th to the 14th of May. Of May. Yep. All right. Might have to try if I'm keeping you up, mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, keep me awake. Might have to try and get down for that one. Yeah, well. At least least for 
Make an, I want to make, both days, make an effort. Make an effort. Because we've got the TCRs out. down there and the new Lincoln Co. TCRs coming through. And I think I saw a Fiat be announced today. I think uh, Clementi. But they're actually having them. I thought that, I thought that was just a piss take for April Fools. Wasn't? But they showed it again today. Maybe they're running they? it long. The joke. I maybe, don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Because they were they were gagging about a fiat, like taking the taking the piss I out would, of a fiat. But I wouldn't mind seeing a little fiat in the. It looks odd, doesn't it? It looks like it's coming straight out of the back alley of France. Just just a little roller skate. Yeah. Just yeah, I going like, down the cobblestones. I yeah, love the little fiat. So great little cars. Yeah, so the, the TCR uh, Australia will be kicking off down in Phillip Island. The GTs are coming back down there as well. Um, S5000s, I have no idea how many are turning up. No one ever does. Another uh, eight, the yeah. Trans Am series will be there. So there's a big, fat, squirrely, slidey V8s. Nice. Uh, Australian production cars, uh, they'll be zooming around and the and the V8 touring cars. So you can see some of the old uh, supercars getting around there, the old Commodores and Falcons and stuff, getting around the circuit as well. So that's on May May the uh, 12th, the 14th. Unfortunately, I have to shoot back to Melbourne on the Saturday night. One of my favourite bands has decided to put a gig on in the city. It's a tough life. Well, yeah, seeing as they're not from (laughs) Melbourne. If they're from Melbourne, I wouldn't mind, but they're not. So as soon as the track's finished, I'll be driving back to Melbourne. Go to the gig, Straight. get back in the car, drive back down the island on Sunday morning. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Bit of driving's always fun. Doing doing my bit for the environment there. Yeah, um, loving it. Yeah, might have to put some E10 in, some eco. Should be should be right, mate. So that's basically it. That's basically what we've got going on now. As far as the announcement for what we are thinking of doing for the um, Perth round, we're going to try something different. Give so on shot. our YouTube yeah. channel, on the Chat with the Hat YouTube channel, we're going to go YouTube live, Rowan and I. We're going to do a race companion, and we'll try it out on race one on Saturday. It's all sprint races, so it's not that long. So basically, you can tune in and just ask questions. We'll, go, we'll just be going live, just watching and commenting on the racing and all the other things that just come up in general conversation when you're sitting there watching car racing with your mates. So That's it's, it. It's not us calling a race. We are not doing a blow by blow. And this guy just made that. And this guy's now driving there. It's just basically yelling at the TV for 40 you're minutes. Gonna, you, you're going to get to watch Dave and I get drunk together. That's pretty much it. So, oh, there will be yeah. beers. Yeah, there'll be race beers. <laughs> yes, there will be race beers. Yep. Enjoy it. So, uh, Enjoy it. We will let you know how to get a hold of that. We'll put that out on the socials, on Facebook and Twitter in a bunch of uh, Facebook groups as well. So that's basically it, buddy. That's it. That's yeah. Six hour. Nice. All done. GT. Nice, done. nice easy wrap up. If, if it is too long, just put it on pause and watch the second half later. So yeah, you don't have to listen to it all at once. Just hit play and walk away. We still need the stats. So a bit too late for me to be telling you this now at the end of the episode, but you know. Yeah, if you're still around, if you're still listening, <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, start the episode <laughs> with that next week. Just hit play and yeah, walk yeah. away. Yeah. So, that's all right, it. buddy. Uh, thanks again to Game Life gamelife.com.au for all your gaming and streaming peripherals and accessories. Thanks, Jace, Jason Sweeney. Uh, there's no no interview at this point, but we've got a couple lined up uh, very shortly and some really cool ones too. We've got some really cool interviews coming up. So we'll release those either as standalones or we'll chuck them onto the end of the next potty uh, after yeah, Perth. Done. 
I will do one maybe before Perth, maybe a preview, and we'll do an interview. Preview. Then. See how we go. Yeah, twenty minute preview and an interview. So yeah, why we do. All right, guys, Crack take it easy. Up. Keep loose. Hope you had a good Easter. Hope the Easter bunny came, and you've yeah. gassed yourselves out on chocolate. Now you're in like a diabetic coma. Oh yeah, uh, the, the food, the chalky coma. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enjoy, guys. Thanks for listening again, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Peace All out. Right. Cheers, right. <laughs>